Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hey folks, today's show is brought to you in part by Omaha Steaks. Make your house your favorite new restaurant this spring with Omaha Steaks delivered straight to your door. You ever wondered what makes Omaha Steaks so damn good? Well, of course, I've got the answer for you. It's the aging process. Omaha Steaks are aged at least 21 days, and that's where all the magic happens. Try these mouth-watering steaks in the Butcher's Best Sellers package. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the promo code VOICES into the search bar to save over 50% and secure exclusive pricing. Included in the Butcher's Best Seller's package are four iconic fork tender butcher cut filet mignons, four ultra juicy burgers, four savory pork chops, four kielbasa sausages, four rich and decadent caramel apple tartlets, my favorite thing in the world, and so much more. In addition to getting more than 50% off, you also get four more chicken breasts and four more of those delicious burgers for free. All you have to do is visit omahasteaks.com, type voices into the search bar to order the Butcher's Best Sellers package today. Save over 50%, plus get four free chicken breasts and four burgers for free, all from the company that's been bringing people together for over 100 years. That's omahasteaks.com, type voices into the search bar. And now, let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world. Right on! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I stand before you defrocked, condemned to be a member of this lowest of species, a normal, imperfect, lumpen human being. They made you human as part of your punishment. No, it was my request. I could have chosen to exist as a Markofian sea lizard or a Belzoidian flea. Anything I wished, as long as it was mortal. And since I had only a fraction of a second to mull, I chose this. Sir, he is reading as fully human. What, is there an echo in here? I am sensing an emotional presence, Captain. I would normally describe it as being terrified. I have no powers! Cue the ordinary! Cue the liar! Cue the misanthrope! Cue the miserable! Cue the desperate! What must I do to convince you people? Die. Oh, very clever, Worf. Eat any good books lately? We could not talk or talk forever (laughs) and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Seska Show! Point of fact, a lot of Q adherents are also Markofian sea lizards. I just wanted to mention that. It's just something I noticed. From a nation's capital, it is Tuesday, March 30, 2021. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 70 of the Biden-Harris administration, 587 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. Oh, look, it's Buzz. You say Buzz. You've said it all. Hi, I hello. I, I don't care if he's doing weddings now. No Trump. <laughs> hi, 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 Bob. Hi, everybody. Hi, how are you? E- he's Bob. Uh, I'm Buzz. And we'd like to thank everyone who didn't come to our pandemic is over party. Because, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's not. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm, I'm doing well, though. Uh-huh. I'm holding up well. Uh, my health is good. Uh, I did have a procedure yesterday. Oh, no. Uh, that, yeah, they successfully removed an obstruction from my Suez Canal. <laughs> if you've ever... Uh, experts say, actually, experts say it was much, much easier to remove that stuck ship than, say, Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> stuck ship. 
I, I see Republicans in Georgia have uh, banned giving food. You probably saw this too. Mm. Uh, Georgia Republicans have banned giving food and water to people standing in line to vote. Yep. Apparently, they couldn't find a way to shut off the oxygen. <laughs> right, bastards. A voting voting machine company, Dominion, is suing mm. Fox News for over one and a half billion dollars. Yeah, for the lies that Fox told during election season, mm-hmm. and by my calculations, that comes to about a dollar a lie. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well done. <laughs> uh, and stick around. Be sure to stick around later in the show. Uh, Dr. Deborah Burks will be here mm-hmm. to tell us how last week's shows could have been better. Yeah. It's Rocky Mountain Mike. And you may find yourself living in a redneck state. And you may find yourself voting in a racist part of the world. And you may find yourself at the end of a large voting line. And you may find yourself thirsty or hungry. And you may find your friends getting arrested for bringing you food or water. Well, (laughs) how did we get here? Get your voting done. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Can I get me a Zima? <laughs> <laughs> oh, great Rocky oh, yeah. Mountain Mike. Well done, Mike. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I yeah. love it. Rocky That's underscore great. mountain underscore Mike on Instagram. Go follow him right now. God damn it. Oh, shit. Well, where do we begin here? I, I just want to say something about this uh, Georgia election law since this Rocky Mountains yes. Mike uh, song parody was all about that. We're all talking about this water in the lines part of the law. I just had this weird revelation the other day, Buzz, that is this a head fake? Is this something to get us to talk about that part of the law so that no one is protesting the part of the law that eliminates Sunday voting, you know, rolls back early voting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? No, what it does, and I think it will have this value in court as well, Bob, what it does is reveal... Uh, nakedly the true intent of this entire law yeah uh you know they can make their honest elections argument about one thing or another they're wrong they're lying of course but uh, what they're what they're not going to get away with with any voter uh, republican or democrat is this idea of denying food and water to people in line to vote uh, yeah, I see. It, it underscores it actually underscores how ridiculous that is mm-hmm. uh and and you know it's not even an it's if this were a negotiation we'd say okay well if you take that part out we got a deal no it, we wouldn't you know we wouldn't do that either yeah but i think i think it makes it harder for the public and much harder for a judge or a jury to decide that, uh, that there's legitimacy to any part of this law in terms of its intent. The reason I was thinking that is when I was doing a sketch comedy show for right. VH1, we would do that all the time. We would write a sketch in which <laughs> we had a very specific yes. joke that we wanted to do, but it was a risky joke. So what we would uh-huh. do is insert an extreme joke right, right. before it and get the network Brilliant. to be talking about the extreme joke and completely right. miss the joke that we wanted to have. And so we right. would eliminate the extreme one. They would forget about the other joke. And there you have it. We get the yeah. joke that we want on the show. So I was yeah, thinking maybe. After, after, taking, after removing the egregious joke, yeah. they, they feel you're negotiating, really, essentially. And they feel like, well, we got we to gotta let the, everything else go or they're going to just think we're censoring the whole show. Right. So they, they, they take the one. It's, it's a matter of choosing your battles. Gotcha. And, uh, but this was, this was a, a stupid thing to include because it does call attention to mm-hmm. the unfairness and the intent of the whole law and that's going to mean a whole lot in court and the lawsuits have already been filed by the NAACP and the League of Women Voters and other voting rights groups. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what the specific, how are they correlating bringing someone water in a line to vote with voter fraud? I'm not quite, the justification is weird. I understand what they're trying to do ultimately, but I don't understand the connection, the a to B connection that they're making there. It's, it's weird. Yeah, to me. it's uh, it's troll logic to be sure yeah. equals profit. You know, absolutely. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, 
I just, I don't understand it. It just makes no sense to me. And you know what? Something else that doesn't make any sense to me. Actually, you know what? I take that back. It makes all the sense in the world to me. Uh, yes, is, there you go. The there Q go. continuum, the Q adherence, Q and on, this whole deal uh, that we've been talking about for some time now. Kimberly and I just sat down to watch the new uh, Q Into the Storm documentary series on HBO. We, uh-huh. we saw the first episode the other night. I think they're now yeah. four episodes in, so we're I, a little I bit... Watched, yeah. I watched the first one last night, yes. <clears throat> okay, so yeah. this is, holy shit, very obviously, to anyone with a brain in their heads, mm-hmm. this is very obviously a scam to get more traffic to 8chan and before it 4chan. This was something uh, that is almost like a publicity stunt. That's what it seems to me okay. as if. But the thing that it's exposing that's really uh, distressing to me and only adds to my cynicism post-Trump, looking back at the status of the mental condition of the American situation. (laughs) There are so many badly impressionable, obsessive, paranoid people out there with Mm -hmm. way too much free time mm-hmm. that's the All big true. takeaway that i had and <laughs> some of them it, it, some of them i have three words for some of them fetal alcohol I, syndrome yeah like, you know uh, it's uh, lead paint i mean i don't know <laughs> i mean kicked in the face I, by I, a I, mule <laughs> well actually 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 i do know i want to underscore again we as i've said on previous shows and i'll keep hammering this uh, number one we must crush the disinformation i don't care why q exists or that it's it exists for profit i do care about the the hatred and ignorance that it spreads yeah and i don't understand why that can't be shut down yeah i yeah. I, I really don't and and the disinformation on fox news this a $1.6 billion lawsuit, the latest $1.6 billion lawsuit from Dominion Voting Systems uh, against Fox News, uh, similar to the lawsuits filed against Rudy Giuliani and uh, and, and Sidney Powell mm-hmm. for the lies they told about Dominion uh, trying to harm its reputation in the business. Yeah. Uh, they, they have to pay for that, and, and they will pay for that. Uh, you know, it, 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 that these are the kinds of things we have to do mm-hmm. to begin to crush disinformation. That's job one. Job two is quickly and aggressively improve and expand education because it's our failure to attend to education that got us into this in the first place. It made it, it, it provided fertile soil, ignorant minds provided fertile soil for crap like this to come along. Mm-hmm. And I'm as angry about the existence of Q and the idea that somebody's doing it for profit uh, as anybody else. Uh, I also know that again this is a minority of americans it's millions of people from what we're learning from this documentary yeah maybe maybe tens of millions and that's frightening i guess we should have thought about that when we ignored the educational system okay <laughs> I, I my my question to everyone is okay what do we do about it yeah yeah and 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 the only answers i know and i'm i'm open the only answers i know are a shut down disinformation and b uh, aggressively pursue education. Well, he, and here, by the way, I've got this great music to talk about Q with. This is from the movie JFK. But here's the thing. Um, I wonder whether shutting down 8chan or 4chan, which is where basically Q as a character started on 4chan, and then 4chan shut it down, and then Q appeared on various discussion forums on 8chan. Mm-hmm. Right. Which just seems like a, a maelstrom of insanity. If you go to 8chan, it it's is. just this weird place. So my concern is, you shut down 8chan, and then suddenly 16chan or 32chan appears. I, I <laughs> don't so know. It's, it's and, a and if, whack-a-mole, you know? I, I, yeah, I happen to be very good at whack-a-mole, and I know uh, prosecutors <laughs> and others are are as well. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, if, if that's what we have to do, then that's what we have to do. But we can't, I don't, what are we supposed to do? Sit idly by and let this continue? you yeah i, I mean know. i'm i'm open to i'm i've always been a free speech guy but we've got a real serious problem here yeah uh, uh this isn't just uh, somebody stating an unpopular opinion this is millions of people believing fantasy the forest fetched fantasies you ever heard for example we learned in this documentary that 
Uh, you know, the the rumor, the conspiracy theory around Comet Ping Pong, this pizza place in Washington, uh-huh. D.C., very popular right. pizza place. And right. the obviously with the Pizzagate thing, it was all about uh, the celebrities and politicians keep all their, their babies in a dungeon under Comet Ping Pong. And then they go there and they drink the adrenochrome out of they, the babies. Very, very right. anti-Semitic, by the way. The they whole were, origin they, of this, yes. Oh, yes, this conspiracy. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we learned during this documentary that... Oh, there is no basement <laughs> under right. Comet well, Pingpong. And actually, that's been public knowledge for several years now. Yeah, uh, yeah. It actually has. Uh, I'm glad that more people are learning uh, simple facts like that because facts are, you know, facts are losing the mm-hmm. war uh, against disinformation. Uh, and and this, this whole Q thing just spreads it. I Here's what I know, and I'll just insert this and then we, we can go back, but... Uh, I I know that 75% of the American people approve of Joe Biden's vaccination, his handling of the vaccines, and that that 60% of of Americans approve of his handling of the economy. Uh, We've got this. Now, yes, we have a too large minority, uh, 25%, 30% of the country, I don't know how much, we've lost to disinformation and lies and Fox News continues to tell them as we speak uh and and uh, you know th- this is the this is the real problem i mean it's a real problem that must be yeah. uh, acknowledged and addressed uh fortunately it's not the rule it's not the majority yet or mm-hmm. currently well and that's great news obviously i don't think it's ever going to be the majority i think as long as it's enough though to make a difference and we've seen over the past year or so more and more uh, q adherents making their way into uh, lawmaker status we've got yeah yes that's uh, the worst we've got that's members the worst. of members of congress now and so on and they believe this absolute fiction so basically for those right. of you who don't know you're just catching up and i will say this too i'll preface all of this by saying that you know i was only tangentially following what was going on with q the watching this documentary filled in a lot of information that i was unaware of in terms of its origins every day there's a new set of what are called q drops where this q character which is completely fictitious there's some guy who runs maybe the guy who runs 8chan i think i read somewhere that the guy q is actually the guy who runs 8chan and so this guy appears as q and posts these cryptic messages about Mm -hmm. the storm is coming and look out and pay attention pay close attention and then there's all these code words and symbols and things like that that Mm -hmm. then send all of the followers all the people who are there and eagerly anticipating another q drop off and away to search oh, what does he mean by this and then they start correlating almost like again i always use this analogy this metaphor of a of a guy in a in a lonely basement bedroom with like post-it notes all over the wall and a map with yarn mm-hmm. between right, thumbtacks right, yeah. and yeah, it's newspaper like clippings and it's like that it's yeah exactly and, and- like that Historians and sociologists will tell you that it is not uncommon for uh, conspiracy theories to thrive during yeah. a pandemic. That's right. They, That's they, right. They, they, they actually, it's a, the pandemic provides fertile soil for mm-hmm. these conspiracy theories as well. Yeah. It, but but uh, the, the real fertile soil was the lack of education. Mm. And uh, we can start fixing that now or we can sit around and whine about, you know, uh, the fact that uh, we, we, we're dealing with these people now. Mm. Again, I pose the question. What are you going to do about these people? What can anyone do about these people? Well, I think the more that we're aware of what they're doing and who they are so that we can Uh recognize the uh, warning signs, because what we're talking about here are maybe members of our own families, friends, people we used to Mm -hmm. know who have been drawn in by this. And it doesn't take a whole lot to be drawn in from this. One common denominator among all of these people is a very intense Christianity where they actually believe that there is a guy who lives under the earth named Satan who helps to facilitate the eating of babies and so on. These are all things. If you watch that documentary, and again, I'm not necessarily indicting Christians here. What I'm saying is intense, devout Christianity seems to be a common denominator among all of these people. If you watch the documentary, you can notice the crucifixes on the yes. walls oh, yes. of all yes. the people who are part of yeah. that discussion forum. And that seems to be, it's about crucifixes, it's about gods and guns, right? That's what they're all about. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when this cue drops a message and then there's these cryptic elements to the message, then all of these people spend days and nights of their copious amounts of free time 
searching for right. what those messages mean, where they're correlating, yeah. you know, did oh, Trump said something that was similar to what Q said in the drop, and they're matching up the timestamps of the different things. And, the you know, even down to some of the images that Trump would post on Twitter, they would cross-reference the file name of the Twitter image with something that the Q character oh, yeah. had posted on 8chan. So this is a, a massive collective of people who are just engaged in this. And you know what? It's really ultimately like an online video game that they believe yeah. is Oh, yeah, real. very much so. Yeah, it's tied yeah. in with video <clears throat> games, in fact. So I'm curious with this documentary series, because the, the, the last thing I said was, how are they going to get like four or five more episodes out of this? Yeah, because- that's what I thought. I, I was wondering how they were going to finish the first hour. Uh, I, I was... At about at about forty five minutes in, I'd had enough and vowed yeah, I would yeah. not be watching the rest of the series. I I, I got the picture. I, mm-hmm. I got the idea. Yeah. I, you know, I, my question to everyone is, yeah, but what are we going to do about it? Right. Sure. Uh, and, and being aware, fine, it's good. And and I, maybe I know, you know, maybe I've read more about it than most people have, and maybe this will expose some people who wouldn't otherwise have been exposed to this information. And if it does that, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but for me, it 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 doesn't. It doesn't hold any value except to remind me of our failure in education and our failure to to rein in disinformation yeah. and what are we going to do about it. Well, and I had a slightly different takeaway, but there's some overlap, which is that, and this right. is something that I've been saying for quite some time now, um, the internet, I think, came along too early in our human evolution. And I will say <laughs> yes, this yes. until the day I die. The You're internet right. was too soon. Why? Well, all you got to do is look at the number of people, the vast number of people on this planet who don't know how to process information that they see. And it is a lot of information that we're bombarded with every day. I mean, remember just in my lifetime, there was no internet in the 70s and 80s and and most of the 90s. It was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. As as I said before, the evolution of this was first came 24-7 cable news. That was the first really bad thing that happened to our discourse. And the second was, of course, the internet. And and I think perhaps to, to our greater, even greater detriment than than cable news had brought. Well, and also we've seen this sort of thing. We've covered this sort of thing on this podcast in particular with Dan Badandi years ago <laughs> and the whole yeah. InfoWars cinematic universe surrounding Alex Jones because obviously there's a lot of overlap between the InfoWars yes. universe and the Q adherence. It's one and the same. I mean, Alex Jones co-ops all of this crap, right? So he's like, oh, okay, we're talking about this now. But also some of it is actually drawn from Alex Jones. Alex Jones has been talking about a mm-hmm. satanic mm-hmm. lesbian cabal, you know, <laughs> organizing to take dreams. over the world. <laughs> yeah. That's right. He's been talking about that for years and years now. But I think, you know, I my observation is, in terms of education, is to figure out a way to make it easier for people to understand the information they're being bombarded with. Because we went from zero to Mach 1 with Uh information as human beings across the world. I mean, we're not, it's just not the United States. It's around the world that this is starting to spread. And, And so it's a global phenomenon. With the internet comes this glut of constant, constant bombardment. Information just coming at us all the time. We don't know what's real, what's fake. And to make us better consumers of information, I think uh-huh. at the very least would go a long way toward may, maybe ed- not bottling this problem, but containing the next one before it happens. Better, better education. Teach critical thinking. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and uh, teach, teach people the difference between a credible news source and uh, somebody stating an opinion. And, yeah. and if I may say so, I got up uh, in a good mood this morning until I turned on the Twitter machine <laughs> and I saw, I saw progressives saying things that pissed me off. And and, and and I know, well, I'm not used to that. I don't like that. We're all supposed to be on the same team. Uh, but we have people on our side spouting disinformation, mm. uh, saying, you know, law enforcement has forgotten to, to punish Lindsey Graham. No, Lindsey Graham is being investigated. You're lying. You're spreading disinformation. You're speaking with your emotions instead of speaking with facts. Facts are not feelings. Feelings are not facts. And it happens on our side 
as well as on the conservative side. And I think uh, to some degree we've picked up that bad habit from conservatives. Yeah. And and so you know I, that's that that's my that's my cause. That's so my my mood quickly turned sour this morning when I saw so many people spreading things that aren't true. I thought you were going to say Glenn Greenwald too. I, yeah. I wrote him off long ago. Good man. You've been reading my work then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you know, and you were talking about the overlap queue and all that, and then you have Mike Lindell, the Pillow Guy, on Steve Bannon's Infowars show, <laughs> yeah. saying uh, Trump will take office now in August, and it's just like what we we talked about in previous shows. They keep moving the goalpost. You know, he's gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna be back in the White House on January twenty first. He's gonna be back in the in the White House on March for no, none of this is coming to pass. Now they've moved now. Oh, okay, August. Okay, it's gonna be August now. <laughs> uh, you know, but he'll be there. You just. Have Hang on, just yeah. a couple of months away. It's got all the earmarks of a cult, uh, whether we're talking about Q oh, or is. the people, it the is. red hats who surround Donald Trump. It all sounds like, you know, the Heaven's Gate well, cult and some of these doomsday Nostradamus people are like, yeah, the world's going to end on May 14th. You just watch. May 14th, 2020 is going to be the end of the world as we know it. And then May 12th, 2020 rolls around and it doesn't happen. And they go, oh, we meant August 20th. That's right. Edu- and so- education takes time. Legislation takes time maybe what we need right now are psychiatrists psychiatrists psychologists and sociologists yeah. to come forward and tell us how to deal with this problem i am so open to ideas right. here but i don't want to just talk about it i yeah fine spread awareness great everybody should know the threat that q poses no doubt uh but but a bigger question what do we do about it how do we stop it yeah and and we need somebody to help us if ever we needed batman we need him now oh yes and i'm here to help because as you know i am <laughs> batman but uh, yeah, that's correct you know the the thing that um i noticed online there was someone who was trying to draw a correlation between legal marijuana and the paranoia that fuels these conspiracy theories. And of course, that's all bullshit, right? But Bob, what if they're putting something in the marijuana? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's the conspiracy. But you know, I was thinking along the lines of maybe there's a correlation between the opioid crisis and the number of people who are, you know, locked into these conspiracy theories who are, who have ceased to think critically who just have no uh link to rationality or reason and i'm wondering if there is some sort of overlap there and i know there have been some studies that maybe there is a connection but it's really hard to make that i would imagine it would be immensely difficult to draw some sort of venn diagram overlap between opioid abuse and the q adherence QAnon, etc you know, I, I certainly think there's a geographical overlap. I think there's a socioeconomic overlap, uh, yeah. to be sure. I that that's an interesting question. I it it does seem that uh, some of the same people who buy into these conspiracy theories would also buy meth. I it does. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems very credible. I I just I don't know what the numbers are that on that. That would be uh, interesting. It really gets down to education. Yeah, it does. Well, and also, again, we're talking about the creation of the internet. People, as more and more people use the internet, and that number seems to be increasing year over year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember even back in the late 90s when I first started working on the internet, there were obviously lots of conspiracy theorists and conspiracy theory websites all over the internet, and that was one of the first things (laughs) I ended up noticing. Some of them were about radio shows. (laughs) Yes, they were, and (laughs) yes, the chat rooms yes and and you know what some of the conspiracies involved my dad this is the weirdest thing uh yeah because my dad was a relatively uh high level official in the Mm -hmm. treasury department in fact he Mm -hmm. retired as the acting inspector general of the united states treasury wow and so that was as high as you can get without being a political appointee that's how far up he got and of course, my dad's side of the family, all Italian. My dad was also uh, Deputy Inspector General of the Treasury during all of the Clinton scandals. And so wow. he was involved tangentially in investigating things like Whitewater and so on. And then there right. were, he was also involved in the Waco thing. He had to testify uh, before Congress about that. Wow. And so in the wake of all of that, the conspiracy theory was that my dad was the highest-ranking mafia official in the United States government. Well, sure. (laughs) Which is just, if you knew my dad, you would know that that is absolute bullshit, obviously. But uh, I found that to be immensely entertaining. And you know what? So did he, because of... (laughs) Of course, I immediately told him, and he's like, "Oh, that's uh, uh I don't understand that one." Uh, you know, and, he's like, and, <laughs> then, and then you kissed his ring. <laughs> I 
He said, there is no mafia, he said. No, I'm kidding. That's the Tony Soprano excuse. Uh, but yeah, that was it was my first experience uh, delving into, because I, you know, one of the first things I did when I first logged on to the internet, the very first time, I think it was 1996 or 7, uh-huh. uh, the first thing I did when I logged in was search for my own name. And, I, and my dad has my same name. So uh, <laughs> that was oh. one of the first results that came up, you, which is you this conspiracy theory. You were destined for trouble. Yeah, yeah. But it was very fringy, and no one really paid any attention to that shit. But now it's this whole now thing it's where, yeah. But again, there's a uh, a content creation traffic driven element to this, where people yes. want more traffic, more eyeballs, more reach yeah. for their bullshit. And what this sounds like to me, ultimately, just to put a end cap on this uh, uh, Q discussion. It sounds like the same kind of argle-bargle that you see on any discussion forum anywhere else on the internet. Whether you're talking about politics or comic book movies or cooking shows or uh-huh. reality shows or what. It's the same kind of head-butting that you see in any discussion forum where it's a fiefdom and, and people are constantly vying for power over the other people. And it's uh, and, and, they're, and they're fighting over nonsense. Yeah. They're fighting over gobbledygook. That's right. That's they're, right. they're fighting over things that are not real. And, uh, you know, it doesn't make it, it making making the gobbledygook more intricate doesn't make it any more or less true. <laughs> That's right. Well, and there was a great episode also of The West Wing. There are many great episodes of The West Wing, of course. I thought you were going to say Seinfeld. Seinfeld, yes, that's right. (laughs) West Wing. The the Seinfeld reference is something that Buzz and I were talking before the show, and and none of you are allowed to know what that is, so it's an inside (laughs) reference. But uh, in terms of The West Wing, there was a great episode where Josh Lyman, as a B-plot in the show, got involved with a Uh discussion forum that was all about him. It was called Lemon Lyman. And so as Josh is trying to figure out how to communicate with the members of this discussion forum the all of the commentary about how the forum is organized and how the people behave in it is just exactly what you see in the 8chan forums where uh, Q appears it's all that same kind of crap this to me is nothing new it's not surprising at all this is the kind of shit that you see in discussion forums and Twitter groups and Facebook groups all the fucking time. It's just the way things happen online. And so, but this one happens to be toxic and uh, racist and anti-Semitic and all the rest of it. So there's uh, extra layers to it. Well, just, and uh, just to finish this off, uh, if anybody can come forward to uh, the Bob Seska show and provide (laughs) us a a way to deal uh, with this uh, ignorant, uh, misguided, uh, misinformed, large segment of people, yeah, uh, we, we, we'll give you a car. Thank you, Bob Barker. It's a brand <laughs> new car. Um, and so, yeah, well, this is a great idea. Actually, go to the uh, go to our Patreon page, BobSeskaShow.com. I think you can comment if you're not a member. I'm not. You know what? I'm not sure if that works or not. Car, but nevertheless. Car. Yeah. Car may be very small. That you have to sign up at our Patreon page and leave us your comments, uh, comments and suggestions in terms of uh, how to defeat Q and the Q adherence. Ser- and- seriously, I'd like to know. I hope somebody knows. Somebody somewhere. Yeah. Well, of course, as they say always, uh, sunlight is the best disinfectant. And so the more we know, the the better we're empowered to, uh, to actually do something about it. So the more we know. There you go. And uh, speaking of our <laughs> Patreon page, let's talk about the after party. Every Friday, Kimberly John and I record a fourth podcast for the week, but this one's totally different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. I'll say. Yep, the Friday After Party podcast is loaded with all the politics you want while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, drugs, movies, television, our personal lives, all the crap we can't get away with on the free show. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to our Friday After Party for just $10 per month. And, by the way, you're also going to get two post-mortem shows every week included in that level of support what more do you want that's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com thank you the bob seska show
my friend Freak Bass. Brand new uh, single here called The Maze. Freakbass.com. Also uh, on lead vocals here, Sammy Garrett, my favorite, favorite singer, favorite funk singer, favorite, favorite singer all around. Love Sammy. I got to talk to Sammy uh, about uh, the Snyder Cut on Freak Bass's Saturday Night Chit Chat the other, uh, it was a, God, it was over a week ago. Wow, Time really flies. Him. <laughs> uh, again, freakbase.com, bobseska.com slash music. We want to submit your uh, songs to the show. And we have a brand new Indie Music Countdown coming up. You know, here's what I've decided hey. to do with the Indie Music Countdown this weekend. Because wow. we've uh, entered into this weird, uh, we're in a weird month where the month ends midweek. So that makes That's it a little awkward. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So I decided to wait until uh, this weekend. But you know what? Wow. I, you know, I, I feel like putting the Indie Music Countdown out on Sundays kind of short shrifts it because Sunday is a kind of a dead zone when it comes to internet traffic. So, you know, it would be, it would be a great Saturday show. What do you have in mind? Saturday. I was thinking Monday, I was thinking doing it on Monday and then releasing it uh, like mid afternoon on Monday instead of Sunday, just seeing how that works out. That's the one weekday you don't release a show. So that would be, you'd be up to five a week. There you go. Of, of, of your own, not to mention the others you do. Yeah, exactly. So, (laughs) so, uh, one week out of the month, I'll be doing five shows a week, which is normally what I was doing anyway, but it'll be uh, uh, Monday instead of Sunday. So uh, it'll be su- the Monday, the day after Easter is when uh, that'll all go down. So that's well, whatever, whatever you do, download it, listen to it, listen to all of them. Just put it on, let them track from one to another. It's the greatest soundtrack you'll you'll find. And uh, Freak Bass brings the funk. Yeah. Oh God, I love Freak Bass, and I love Sammy. I love the bump assembly. And see here, um, one of the things I'm thinking about doing too is I was thinking back to all the great music that we've played on the Indie Music Countdown, played here on the show, premiered on the show, and I was going, you know what? I'd love to play some of that music again. And so what I'm thinking about doing for the month of April is Uh doing a rewind month where I play all the music from a previous month, like go back to like 2019 or the first part of 2020 or something like that. Pick a really good month of music, of indie music, and replay all of those songs in the same order throughout uh, the month of April. So I think I'm going to give that a shot and we'll see how that all works out. And then of course we'll go back to playing some new stuff uh, the following month after that. But you know, I think it makes sense to uh, give some of those older songs another go around because it's such great music and it's it's such such great music to to leave it to be disposable like that. You don't want to just toss it out. So yeah, they're too great to just hear one time. Exactly right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's get back into things here on the show on our Tuesday show with Buzz. God, that horrible anti-trans bill in Arkansas. I want to talk about that a little bit. Because this is more posturing. You know, the Republicans mm-hmm. always come down on uh, Democrats, liberals. Their you know their definition of the woke people and so on. They always uh, talk about how we're always virtue signaling. Well, no one virtue signals more than the Republicans. My God, and this true. this piece of legislation is absolutely virtue single. This is all about a gigantic uh, a social issue, a wedge issue to uh, stir up all the red hats and get them out to vote and to tell them, hey, look, we're still on your side. We're still just as bigoted as you are. Join it's us. A bill. Yeah. It's a bill they felt they had to pass to answer the zero complaints they've had to deal with <laughs> right. uh, on this subject matter. It is, uh, it is as uh, a number of people have put it, a solution to a problem that doesn't exist, mm-hmm. which is, by the way, typical. Uh, Republican election reform is a solution to a problem that doesn't exist, and in the case of Georgia, is its own problem. Yep, exactly. And this also speaks to the anti-trans bathroom bills, which were all just wedge issues, too. There were no issues about people pretending to be trans so they can go in and perv out in a women's bathroom. That's just not a thing, and it's never been a thing. I don't think there have been any prosecutions along those lines. Yeah, I mean, you didn't see it on the news. You didn't see it on next door because it didn't happen. It hasn't happened. We're addressing uh, an imagined problem that doesn't exist, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's just yeah, it's absolutely it's it's pandering to the base. Yep. Uh, and instead of addressing the problems of the day, it's like voter fraud or late term abortion, made up problems that the Republicans right. have also invented a solution for. And, that's completely trans, unnecessary. Yeah. And trans bathrooms. Yeah, trans absolutely. bathrooms. So this yeah. bill in Arkansas is titled "The Arkansas Save Adolescents from Experimentation." 
act or the safe yeah. act, right? That's going to that's going to work because I think just passing a law will make all adolescents stop experimenting. I think <laughs> this is going right. to this is going to solve the whole thing. And it so totally works with alcohol and marijuana, doesn't it? It's always Romeo been a thing sex, premarital yeah. sex and all the rest of it. Yeah, as soon as you make it wrong, that teenagers just go, "Well, I guess it's wrong, so I'm not going to do it." No, it makes people want to do it more actually. But this is different in so far as we're talking about people's identities and and who yes. they are as a person. So it is right. vastly different than just some fun thing that you do on the weekend it's, with your friends. It's another form of direct discrimination. I mean, this is a law saying, yes, you can, and, and uh, to deny health care to trans teens, That's as right. uh, they have done also. Mm. Uh, I don't know if uh, Governor Hutchinson is going to sign this bill or not. Yeah, uh, He probably will. Uh, it, it most certainly will be struck down in court. Why do we have to keep going through this? So the because bill it, because it panders to the base. That's exactly right. That's that's entirely what it's all about. The bill would prohibit doctors from providing minors with treatments including puberty blockers, hormone therapies, or any transition procedures. Doctors who flout the law could lose their licenses, and patients that have been receiving medical care would have it cut off immediately. Uh, here's the thing about all of that. First of all. Most doctors won't do gender reassignment surgery on anyone under 18 years old. That's already a thing right. among doctors. So that right. makes one part of the law completely unnecessary, but that's not the point anyway. And we're right. also talking about completely reversible hormone therapy. So, you know, someone engages in hormone therapy and they find out after years or months or whatever it is, uh, maybe I'm not really trans. And then they want to reverse that. So they can. They can reverse. They can stop taking the hormones. And so everything goes back to th th whatever their perception of normal is. So this law is completely unnecessary. Again, as you said, Buzz, it's all about pandering to the red hats and making sure the red hats know, oh, the Republican Party is still on our and, side going after all those, you know, kids. And, and and in the process, real people suffer. People who yeah. pay taxes, who work jobs, who raise children suffer uh, for this little show that Republican politicians mm -hmm. feel they have to put on for the Republican base while ignoring the problems of the day. Yeah. President Biden and the Democrats are paying attention and dealing with the problems of the day while Republicans talk about, about Dr. Seuss and uh, the, the, the trans threat that, that threatens the foundation of America. Yeah. Good God. Yeah, it's more punching down from the republicans isn't it it's yes, just we're, yes. we're we're going to demonize a very small uh, segment of the population a very vulnerable bullied uh suicidal segment of the population uh, a segment of the population that is now seeking uh and, more tolerance and seeking more uh, understanding and they're turning it around and and punching uh, these people in the face a it's segment horrible. a segment of the population that is more vulnerable than most to violence to yes to to acts of violence out of hatred uh a, a, a trans person is I think a much more likely target for for street bullies than than even being a, just a gay person mm -hmm. uh, at the, at this point, uh, or being a, a black person or an Asian person. Although all are at risk, I don't know anybody who's maybe more at risk of uh, suffering violence than transgender people. That's right. The whole theme of CPAC this year was all about cancel culture. Like, well, we hate cancel culture. What are they doing here? What Canceling are they doing in Arkansas? transgender people. Canceling trans people. Absolutely 1,000%. So they're all about, I mean, they've been engaged in cancel culture since <laughs> fucking Reconstruction, since Jim Crow. Jim Crow was cancel culture writ yes. large. We're going to cancel black large. people. Yeah. And and it lives today in yeah. the George the, the latest Georgia law for voters. Uh, exactly, it's aimed obviously, clearly aimed at black people. <laughs> the Arkansas law is very, very clearly aimed at trans people. Yeah, uh, that yeah, it's, it's beating everybody down. Uh, and and uh, you know these are these are Democratic voters as well. Well, and the lack of knowledge when it comes to science on behalf of the red hat movement in this country, certainly the red hat uh, entertainment complex uh, loves to demonize the science and or in fact they love and, to ignore the science is what they love to do and, and they so, get away with it because yeah. of our failure in education i just have to say that absolutely that's, that's why so now the good news is that the biden white house
House is now investigating whether Trump altered scientific research, government mm-hmm. scientific research, mm-hmm. to suit his political agenda. We know uh, they did. Yeah. Uh, Jane Lubchenco, the director uh, for climate and the environment, told the New York Times this week, we know that there were blatant attempts to distort, to cherry pick, and disregard science. We mm-hmm. saw that across multiple agencies. Uh, Joe Clement, the former Interior Department official, testified in 2019 that he was transferred from a role focusing on climate to accounting, while Maria Caffrey testified that the department pressured her to remove references to human causes of climate change from a report on how sea level increases would affect national parks. So a couple of great examples of what Donald Trump was trying to do, sculpt the science to suit his bullshit agenda. And so now finally... We're seeing, and I shouldn't say finally, I mean, we're only 70 days into the Biden administration, <laughs> but this is one of the investigations yeah. that needed to take place. The Absolutely. Trump war on science. And now the Biden White House is trying to correct all of that by engaging in this uh, investigation. So thank fucking God that that is there going will on. Be, there will be an encyclopedia's worth of information yet to come out, which is going to make it hard for any of it to stand out, really, other than the worst presidency the country's ever seen yeah along the same lines because we're talking about uh the climate crisis here and the science behind that that was the main thrust of what donald trump was trying to do while he was president to to mute that climate science and and uh, and we we knew that and that'll all be documented now in that encyclopedia's worth of information absolutely so now uh the good news is more good news is that uh joe biden plans to expand wind farms along the east coast in an effort to jumpstart the growth of a zero emission power source to fight climate change great fucking news the plan to generate 30 gigawatts 30 gigawatts great scott i want to say jig- <laughs> i want to say gigawatts because of back sure. to the future 30 gigawatts of offshore wind power by the end of the decade power for like 10 million people yeah. i believe you know what i have to tell you what struck me when i drove back to kansas in january uh, uh-huh. to, to take care of my folks and uh, driving back again normally when you drive through uh oklahoma texas oklahoma kansas you see you'd see oil rigs everywhere growing up uh, on car trips uh, all i saw were uh, oil derricks oil uh, not derricks uh, oil wells yeah uh, you know the little pumpy things going up yeah it looked like dinosaurs yeah yeah right and you'd see those and they they were small uh, many times but they were just all over the landscape you'd see them throughout farm country and now when you drive through there i didn't see very many of them but really? I saw a lot of wind turbines, mm. and and that surprised me because we're talking about red states here. There are a lot of wind turbines now in Texas and Oklahoma and Kansas and probably other places that yeah. I wouldn't have known if I hadn't set out on the road. I didn't realize the transformation that has occurred out there already, and I think we're going to see more of them. But, yeah, the, this East Coast project, the New Jersey project the, that Biden has launched, uh, will provide power for 10 million people. This is and, – and without – polluting the environment 78 million metric tons of carbon dioxide emissions that's how much it would cut by putting in these uh these wind farms my question for you buzz uh, as you see all these wind farms on the way to kansas yes did you actually end up seeing all the dead birds too because donald trump said oh my god the wind farms kill (laughs) you should look look at the base of the wind farms so many dead birds bob the the farmland was covered was just covered with dead birds and uh (laughs) Street sweepers were going up and down the interstate to brush the dead birds aside that had been uh, tossed asunder by the many wi- No, I saw no dead birds. Fancy that. that, that Donald Trump was full of shit about the dead birds and the windmill cancer and whatever the fuck he was talking about. And everything else. One of the, if you have uh, vehicle access to Pennsylvania, you can do this during the pandemic because it's, there's no one there, but there's a fascinating town in I, I want to say eastern Pennsylvania, but it's sort of north-central Pennsylvania. It's called Centralia. And uh-huh. in Centralia, back, I believe, it was the uh, early 1980s, an underground coal mine fire started due to human negligence, of course, and it's burning all underneath the town. And because there's coal under there, 
the uh-huh. coal just keeps burning. So to this uh-huh. day, that underground fire is still burning under this town called Centralia. For more than 50 years now. Yeah. It's, and, and it's one of 38 known active mining fires throughout the state of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. according to the Google that's popped up in front of me here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the State Department of Environmental Protection says the fire could burn for another century yep. if left uncontrolled. If left uncontrolled. It's one of those things like you would see on The Simpsons where they yes. had a landfill yes. right next to the coal mine and suddenly the fire that was in the landfill took mm-hmm. on the uh, the coal in the coal mine and started this fire. The town is abandoned. It's like a ghost town. It's fascinating. Yes. I went up there one time. It was bizarre. It was eerie. It was strange. And But again, it's no. a... Erie is a different town in Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's a it's a monument to the fossil fuels. It's a monument to the damage that can be created by that. And the fascinating thing about yeah. Centralia and visiting Centralia is as you're standing there above an active mine fire and there's smoke and steam coming up through cracks in the old uh-huh. pavement and so on, you right. look up on the ridge line above the town. Yeah windmills so it's like you see a whole wind farm up there so it's like the you to, see, to, to blow the smoke away <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing if that was the actual reason for those windmills but uh as you're standing there on a monument to fossil fuels you can look up and see now a monument to green energy on yeah. the horizon and you know it's a beautiful thing to, we really to, should we really should think about putting out that fire though <laughs> I know you got some water. I got uh, bring a bunch of buckets and we'll see what we can do, Buzz. Good lord, <laughs> drive up to Centralia, see if we can figure it out. Maybe we could just blow it out. <laughs> there are all kinds of little environmental nightmares awaiting us. <laughs> uh, we we buried somebody, buried I don't know, humans buried a bunch of uh, dangerously radioactive material yeah. in the deep in the ice in the Arctic. Uh, well, guess what? The uh, ice melted, uh, the shit. ice is melting. Yeah, it's it's gonna come back, uh, and and this fire continues to burn, and so do thirty seven other fires just in Pennsylvania. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, we, yeah, the, we we have a lot to attend to. Yeah, yeah, lots of comeuppance from our frivolity and stupid ideas. That's uh, that's certainly uh, something that we're all gonna have to deal with at some point. In the uh, not too distant. We're dealing with it now. We're dealing. We're all dealing with it now because the climate crisis is underway. It's happening right now. Fun, fun, fun stuff. Yes, absolutely. So, all right, we're going to take one last quick break, and we'll come back and uh, wrap up the show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. It just missed you. It barely grazed you. The softest bullet ever shot It flew right past without a thought And struck my head Oh yeah Oh yeah, the great jamming slate from San Diego Song called uh, Softest Bullet from their 2020 album Is There Room in the Story for Us? Jamandslate.bandcamp.com. Oh man, these guys remind me. This song reminds me of the Flaming Lips. This could be a, this could be a track right off uh, At War with the Mystics or something like that. Nice. And nice. I, I love the Flaming Lips. Oh, I, I used to love the Flaming Lips until they got super duper experimental and weird in the 2000s. That is, yeah. That is the prettiest song about a bullet you'll hear all day. 
Oh, shit. Again, uh, bobseska.com slash music to submit your songs to the show. Okay. Getting back to things here. Dr. Burks. Um, <laughs> and, you know, look, this is one of those things when we're talking about accountability for the Trump administration. This is the sort of shit that we really need to zero in on as well as all the other things. I mean, but this would be toward the top of the list. Dr. Burks gave an interview with uh, CNN Sanjay Gupta, Dr. Gupta. Uh-huh. And essentially admitted that every death after the first 100,000 could have been, quote, mitigated or decreased substantially if they had taken the lessons they had learned from that moment, is what uh, Dr. Burke said. Yeah, Trump's fault, essentially. What we learned this week is that Trump is responsible for uh, maybe as many as 450,000 deaths. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I was looking at something like, uh, yeah, something like... Genocide. Yeah, it's genocide by irresponsibility. Genocide by by electioneering or something. Genocide with a smirk on his face. And I I found myself asking the same question about this that I ask about Q. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, Because his policies killed... 450,000 people. Yeah, and he's still at large. He's still at large playing golf and living at a goddamn country club and doing appearances and crashing weddings and shit like that. First of all, was he invited to that wedding that he t- turned up at? I don't know. <laughs> he was, it, it was at Mar-a-Lago, so yeah. you know it's his his place. Uh, what I don't think anyone expected him to walk up and pick up the microphone <laughs> and uh, deliver 400 words of his own about himself oh and Joe Biden before uh, congratulating the happy couple. It just seems like a gigantic loophole in the system, doesn't it? That a- he's so he's so screwed, Bob. I mean, yeah. I you know he's. I, I, he's less of a threat every damn day. Uh, he he's never going to find a publisher to publish another book, and what's he yeah. going to write anyway? Uh, he <laughs> seriously, I mean, this, he, he he's off Twitter. Yeah, uh, he's no longer president. Uh, investigations are closing in on him, and I know you've heard that before, but the uh, Capitol insurrection investigation mm-hmm. is methodically working its way toward him uh, with the intention of including him. Yeah. Uh, he, he, how he will pay for the pandemic, I don't know. But that man is going to pay. His days uh, being at large, being free, are numbered. Well, and this is a dynamic we were talking about uh, during the pandemic itself. And we're still in it. Quite honestly, I was I was yes. almost talking oh, yeah. in the very, past tense. Like, so. it's, yeah, <laughs> like it's I over. know so many people are, especially you know. And if you've been inoculated, and I was very relieved to learn yesterday from the CDC that uh, because I I have gotten both of my shots and I've reached immunity, uh, I will no longer be passing. I don't have to worry about passing it to others. I will still wear my mask as a courtesy, yeah. uh, out of respect and out of patriotism when I'm around others. But the the threat of me spreading COVID to someone else is uh, just as nil as the threat of me getting it. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good thing to do. That's a, In fact, that's an amazing thing to do, to continue to wear a mask like that. Because, again, it sends the signal. It's about collective community action. And, you mm-hmm. know, people see other people not wearing masks, and they go, I guess we're not wearing masks anymore, and they start to take off their masks. And that's a bad, bad, bad thing. So do. much of America. Fox News believes the yeah. pandemic is over. Uh, the people of Oklahoma and vast majority believe the pandemic is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other red states. I chose them randomly. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there's way too much of this. And even even some progressives, I fear, uh, may have reached the conclusion that this thing is over. We can go back to our lives. We cannot. A fourth surge is coming if we don't act seriously and fast. Yeah. Biden was not kidding yesterday when he urged mayors and governors to reinstate their mask mandates. Yep. I'm telling you, they have total lockdowns in European countries right now, and we are next if we don't pay attention. And, you know, going back to the original topic here, which is Donald Trump's irresponsibility with yes. the pandemic, and irresponsibility only begins and, to describe the the malfeasance, the negligent homicide he's responsible right, for. Right. But the thing is, it, it wasn't just Trump. It was a good section, mostly his followers, but his other people too. In the cabinet, yeah. yeah, it was a lot of Americans who thought, hey, you know what, fuck it, I gotta lead my life and I'm entitled to lead my life.
life. So fuck it. I'm going to go to pool parties. And I'm going to go to the beach. And I'm going to do all this shit. That's that's yeah. uniquely American, and that, and we've seen this before uh, in other matters. We see it certainly with guns. This is where a leader, a president, steps in that's and right. tries to lead the country and inspire the country and set an example for the country. And other responsible people do the same. When we had Trump and had no leader. Uh, in that regard, uh, people felt even more entitled. Americans mm-hmm. felt even more entitled to avoid wearing masks, keeping their distance, and washing their hands because they refused to accept uh, the, the reality of the pandemic. And so um, it was a combination of things. When you got mm-hmm. a, a population of people, and, and Donald Trump, notorious for pandering to anyone who might support him or latching his name to whatever movement that might be organically generating. It's like he, with Q, and we saw that going back to what we were talking about initially on the show, in that Q documentary, there's a video clip of Donald Trump clearly pandering to the Q people by, yes. make, by drawing the Q symbol in the air and talking right. about the storm is coming. This is a, Donald Trump doesn't even know what fucking Q is. He has no that's clue right. what, it, what an 8chan he, happens to he, be. He just knows they like him and uh, he sees his political fortune in that. That's Only right. he's blind and does yep. not see that he has no political fortune. <laughs> That's exactly right. So whatever movement starts uh, organically rising up, he's going to say, well, if, if there's any sort of ideological overlap, he's going to jump right. on that bandwagon. Claim it, Claim it as his own. Yeah, Absolutely. so you see people clamoring to get out and do things, and of course he reinforces that, and then people see, oh, the president's backing it with all the heft of the bully pulpit, et cetera, so I guess yeah. it's okay. Liberate Michigan, liberate Virginia, let's go. And there were certainly a, others yeah. involved. There were certainly Trump's supporting voters involved there were trump supporting white house officials and uh, trump supporting uh, lawmakers in washington mm-hmm. who uh, certainly contributed to making the death toll so much worse yeah absolutely but, but it all but it all gets back to trump he was the leader he's the guy they followed He's the guy who set that policy. So the dates keep getting moved closer and closer because of the success of Biden's uh, vaccination program. He's now yep. announced that 90% of adults will be eligible to get a vaccine starting on April 19th. Additionally, the federal government will increase the number of pharmacies oh. participating in the pharmacy vaccination program from 17,000 to 40,000 locations. We're on pace in this country to administer 3 million vaccines a day. Biden, meanwhile, urged states to have eased masks and social distancing restrictions to reinstate those restrictions, saying, uh, again, the uh, war against COVID-19 is far from won, and that's absolutely true. We haven't crossed the finish line yet. So, you know, put down the party invitations and the streamers and the and the booze because we're not partying yet. We're not there yet. We're close, but we're not there yet. So we all have to continue to be responsible and do the right thing otherwise yeah. you have to go back to your rooms uh <laughs> i mean it's it really it really is that simple yeah I, it, I, we need to talk about whether we do it now or in the post-mortem show mm-hmm. we need to talk about vaccine passports yes well and how you feel about that let's let's talk about that right now i you know okay. I, i'm okay insofar as we have driver's licenses that we have to yep. carry. We have social security cards that we you have to carry. Have to get, you have to get your kids inoculated to get them into schools. You have to get inoculated to have certain jobs. You yes. have to pass a physical to have certain jobs. There's nothing new about any of this other than the conspiracy theories that are attached to it. What I like, what I here's what I really like about vaccine passports, is that stadiums, sports stadiums, plan to require them for admission. Other venues plan to require them, companies plan to require them for admission to their places of business. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a passport, you don't get in. If anything is going to push us over the top in getting past the remaining vaccine reluctance, which, by the way, is shrinking on its own. But if anything is going to get us past that immunity threshold, that herd immunity threshold, it's going to be the vaccine passports that will push it over the top. Mm -hmm. Because if you want to go to a concert or you want to go to a game, you got to have a passport. You got a passport. You got to get both your shots. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Uh, we talked about this a little bit before the show buzz, but I-, I bet there are a lot more people who are getting vaccines who you all might know from Facebook or Twitter or whatever. People getting vaccines, but not saying anything about it. You know why? Because they wow. don't want to have to re-engage with all of their family members again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's, it's uh, a good ex- Good ex- it's been a good excuse to stay home, hasn't it? <laughs> it really, really has. Those of us who are introverts are like, 
Yeah, I'm okay with this self-isolation. It's not so bad. I saw somebody posted, they said, I'm tired of, you know, oh, you you know, screw you, you're tired. Stop your whining. You got a couple more weeks to go. If you could just behave yourself for a couple more weeks, we won't have to send you back to your room. Yeah, you know, I like that uh, Johnson & Johnson vaccine because I get another two weeks after it to let it uh, take effect. So I've got a little bit of a buffer, lots of buffers in the vaccine Excellent. process. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm still waiting for the call. Of course, I'm not uh, of age yet, so I can't. Uh, I, I can't have sex with women. I can't drink. I can't use drugs. I can't get the uh, vaccine yet. I'm still a little someday, boy. Yeah. Someday, Bob, you can be like the big kids. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Okay, so the uh, postmortem show is still to come when this music yes. finishes. We keep on talking. It's called the postmortem show. We post it on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash show, or very simply, bobseskashow.com. It's that easy to remember. Traditional spelling of sex, Seska, in case you uh, don't know already. If so, in, uh, why the hell are you listening to this show anyway? But uh, In yeah. today's postmortem show, I'll give them a, a little preview here. Today's postmortem show, I reveal... I am Q. <laughs> oh, shit. Spoiler. I'm sorry. Spoiler warning. Oh, shit. It's too late. I knew it. You know what? I was watching the documentary. I was going, you know what? That looks like something Buzz would write. It's all caps. Mm-hmm. Cryptic. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, you, do you still, did you, were you doing your news scripts for Buzz Burbank News and Comment in all caps like you were doing? Because I remember no. you used to write your scripts in all caps back at JFK. I did that because that's how teleprompters used to ah. be, and now they use mixed case. So, uh, you know, in the in my latter years, I used mixed case. Gotcha. Okay. Because the all caps Q drops, I'm like, Buzz Burbank. It's, it's Buzz. <laughs> that's it's- how... Yeah, that's how I revealed my secret. And that's how, when Trump said Buzz, that's what he was talking about. He was trying to that's send right. a signal. He was trying to say that Buzz is Q. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Postmortem show coming up next. Also, uh, you can follow uh, Buzz on uh, Twitter, Michael J. Elston, at Michael J. Elston. Do we even have to say the at anymore when we're talking no, about Twitter? Just, oh, no, just look for Michael J. Elston and or Buzz Burbank on social media. Yes, indeed. All right. We'll see you on the uh, Postmortem show. John Melendez, Stuttering John from the Howard Stern Show and the Stuttering Ooh. John podcast will be on the Wednesday show tomorrow. He was my first guest years ago, and now he's going to be not my last guest, but my next guest. He's great. All right, folks, take care. Bye-bye.